قال رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وأحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي Oh my Lord, open for me my chest and ease for me my task and untie the knot from my tongue that they may understand my speech. Bismillah, walhamdulillah, wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ya jama'in Rabbi shrah li sadari wa yassir li amri wa hluluqudatam min lisani yafqahu qawli Rabbi zidna alma Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh My beautiful sisters, welcome to another episode of the Women of Quran Now podcast Welcome Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah. Welcome to another episode of Women of Quran Now. And uh, today we are looking at ayah 148 in Surah Al-Baqarah. This is Jews 2. Uh, just to recap a little bit, every week a new Jews and a new ayah and new reflections. Okay, so uh, picking an ayah per Jews until we complete. And then we start again and pick another ayah until, you know, I don't know how long we're going to be doing this, but I pray that Allah give us tawfiq and long life to do it as long as possible. And I pray that it truly, truly benefit uh, you guys, the listeners, um, and me as well as, uh, uh, as a beautiful reminder. So Alhamdulillah, let's begin to take out your mushaf. Uh, a translation of the Quran will be very helpful and follow along bi'idhnillah. We're going to start with the recitation of the Quran first. A'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem walikullin wijahatun wa muwalliha fastabiqu al-khayrat aynama takunu ya'adhu Translation of Mohsinhan. For every nation, there is a direction to which they face in their prayers. So hasten towards all that is good. Wheresoever you may be, Allah will bring you together on the day of resurrection. Truly, Allah is able to do all things. Allahu Akbar. So this ayah comes uh, right at the beginning of the second Jews because the second Jews starts around ayah 141, if I'm not mistaken. And so this is the beginning of the second Jews. And what we learn here is that they, in as when you follow the seerah, uh, you notice that the the Muslims they had something really major happen. They had a change of qibla, the direction of the prayer. So the initial direction of the prayer uh, at the beginning of you know the prophethood of Muhammad sallallahu the initial direction was uh, Jerusalem, right? It was the same qibla as the Jewish, and um, and then revelation came where um, Allah revealed that now the 
Qibla would be, uh, you know, uh, Mecca, would be, would be, you know, uh, Baytullah in Mecca. And so in the middle of the prayer, some Muslims actually turned, <laughs> you know, uh, a man was walking, he had prayed with Prophet Muhammad earlier that day, and he saw uh, his, his uh, fellow Muslims pray in the old Qibla, meaning facing Jerusalem, and he told them, you know, uh, but Allah, I prayed with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and now the new Qibla is Mecca. And in this, in the middle of the Salah, this is how obedient the Muslims were. In the middle of the Salah, they turned to face the right Qibla. So Qibla is the name in Arabic for the direction of the prayer. It is the condition, it's one of the conditions of Salah. Meaning that every Muslim needs to first know what the Qibla is before he starts Salah, before she starts Salah. So it's very, very important. Only when you, there's absolutely no way for you to find out, then you know you pray and that's more out of necessity. But it is incumbent upon you and upon me, wherever we are, to know what the Qibla is. And so that is uh, something that our deen uh, teaches us and it's really amazing if you think about it because you think about you know Muslims all around the world they're facing the direction of Mecca subhanallah and when you get to Mecca for the first time when you see the Kaaba for the first time and you it's very emotional because you think all this time I was praying facing you and now I'm literally in front of you I'm literally seeing you and you, you just like you just don't want to take your eyes off, right? Subhanallah, very, very emotional the first time you see the Kaaba. And you realize that you're connected to the Ummah in general because every Muslim has to face the Kaaba in their Salah. So it's a, it's, it's a direction that unites us as an Ummah. It's really beautiful. So let's look at Tafsir of this ayah 148. When Allah says, for every nation, there is a direction to which they face in their prayers. You know, um, it means here that each person has an orientation, has some center of life, a goal um, towards which they keep turning to. Okay. Numan uh, Ali Khan says, everyone picks a goal and has a direction. So yes, specifically, it's kind of referring to the direction of prayer, but it also, the, the, the Mufassirun, um, they, the scholars, they say that it also is a general ayah. It is talking about everyone. Everyone has a goal. Everyone has a direction. Everyone has a center of life, right? A goal towards which they keep turning to. Um, a direction, subhanAllah. And so Numan Ali Han says, after the specific direction of prayer is mentioned, Allah teaches us that everyone has a direction. And Allah gave us, he, he, he taught us not only a physical direction, but a spiritual direction as well. Because guidance is also uh, something that Allah has given us. He has not only given us a physical direction where we turn to when we pray, which unites us, but at the same time, he gave us Hidayah, he gave us guidance as to like, you know, what to aspire for, what to work towards, what to have as a goal, what is our purpose as as the creation of Allah, 
Some people are walking around not knowing what their purpose is, and it's like they feel really lost. But a Muslim doesn't have that because a Muslim knows already what is my purpose. I know why I was created. Allah tells us why we were created. In, in, in Surah Dhariyat, uh, Allah tells us that He created men and jinn only to worship Him. So, like, we already know what our job description is and what is our main purpose on this earth, right? Allah has given us direction. And he has not he has not left us without any guidance, any any um any directions. He sent prophets and messengers and he sent books and scriptures and we have the Quran and we have the guidance and the sunnah of the final messenger, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So a Muslim is not lost, should not be lost, because Allah has given us a sense of direction and has given us um guidance. So Having said that, on the general, on the big, you know, perspective, you know, some of the questions that we can ask ourselves in Tadabur about this part of the ayah is, what should be my center of life? What should be my goal? Right? What should, what should be my goal? As a Muslimah, as Binta, as Umi Yahya, as a daughter, as what should be my goal and my direction and my and my um and what destination am i working towards and i do that in coaching especially even right now actually we're doing some review in the membership club and i'm asking the sisters like compare compare your now compare to what you aspire to be and and make the comparison like are you aligned are you aligned with 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 your values with your goals with what matters to you I gave them this analogy, right, of that wall, and it doesn't come from me. I forget where I read it, but it's, it was like a a book that I read, a non-Muslim book that I read a while back, and the person was saying that imagine that you're climbing this wall, and you're climbing this wall your whole life, and you come towards the end of the wall, like you reach the top, the peak, and when you're at the top, you're like. Ah, I made it. I finally made it to the top, right? There's no more climbing. All these efforts, all the sweat, all the um, the fatigue, and you know, I made it. And then you look around, and you realize that you're on the wrong wall. This is not the wall you you thought you were climbing this wall, but you're not climbing the right wall. The wall that you really wanted to climb is like right in front of you, over there, and you are on the wrong wall. Like, how would you feel? SubhanAllah. Like, every time I think about that, I'm just like, no, no. <laughs> I don't want to be on the wrong wall. Yeah, this is so painful. This is like regret. Because all the energy, like, how are you going to come down and climb another wall at that point? It's too late. Right? So, I was letting the sisters know in the membership club that review your life on a regular basis. Make sure that you are you know, facing the right direction, that you're going towards the, the goals, the right goals, that you're on target because it's so easy to to be off track, right? To deviate. And so this ayah reminds us to think about that, to think about our direction. Where do we place our energy, our face, right? Uh, because what is also direction and, and, and face, you know, like where do you face? Where do you face, right? Are you facing towards, you know, something that you like, something that you truly value, 
something that is really important to you, or are you spending your time facing a direction that is not benefiting you really? That will just cause more regret for you. And you can really see that. There are two ways you can see that. Observe your time, observe your money. Observe how you spend your time and how you spend your money, sisters. It will literally tell you which, which direction you're going towards. What are you facing and what are your goals? It will tell you that you are either in, in line with the goals or you're offline, you're off track. Because the way you spend your time and the way you spend your money is very, very, very uh, revealing. Very revealing. So that's that coaching jam tip right there for you. Let's continue with this ayah. So, so those are the questions like you could ask yourself. Like, you know, what should be the center of my life? What are my goals? What am I, where am I um, directing myself? You know, what am I directing myself towards? Where am I spending my energy? Uh, what is consuming me? Right? Um, so, yeah. So just ask yourself, like, where is your money and, and your time going? And it will really tell you if you're on, on track or off track, right? And then um, right after that, it says, after Allah says that, you know, everyone is, um, you know, is facing a direction. Um, he's urging us in a commending form to hasten towards all that is good, right? The verb, because if you remember, um, it says here, going back to the ayah, فَاسْتَبِقُوا الْخَيْرَاتِ all like خَيْرَاتِ is actually the plural, right? And then fa is like saying so, right? So, like, the first state is linked to the first statement. For every nation, there is a direction to which they face. So, therefore, hasten. So that's what the fa means. And hasten is stabiqu. It's a commanding tense. You know, hasten. You all hasten towards what? All that is good. All that is good. And so, what does that mean? And so here it means Muslims should compete. They should try to get ahead in doing good things, good deeds, right? And this is something, again, that we need to think about. Am I, am I racing to do good deeds? The good deeds are the obligations. Let's see what Asadi says. I did pull up his uh, tafsir as well. Um, he says, the command to hasten to do good deeds implies more than a command to do good deeds. For hastening, like that, that highlight, hastening to do good deeds, istabiqu, right? To do hastening to do good deeds implies doing them in the best possible manner and racing to do that. The one who takes this initiative in this world will be the first to attain paradise in the hereafter. Let me say that again. The one who takes this initiative in this world will be the first to attain paradise in the hereafter. And those who are foremost in the race will be the highest in status. So the, the reward for the foremost, for those who don't wait, but they race, they are thinking about like, what am I going to do? I'm getting up. Allah brought me, blessed me with another day. This is another day. This is another opportunity for me. How am I going to spend this day? You know, a coaching tip for you. Plan your day the night before. Because when you go to sleep, it's a small death. So plan it the night before. 
plan that day the night before so that when the when you open your eyes in the morning and Allah has like he, he resurrected you actually he brought you back he brought your soul back into your body he gave you life again and said okay you have another day then you know you already know you already hit the day running because why you already planned the night before and even if Allah decides not to take you I mean not to bring you back then these these plans that you made the night before, they will be like an intention for you. They'll be like an intention for you. And subhanAllah, you don't lose, you get rewarded based on your intention. So if Allah prevents you from accomplishing it, He may still give you the reward of it based on your intentions and on your plans. So plan good, like make good intentions for yourself the night before bi'idnillah. So going back to the ayah again, uh, in the tafsir, Asadi says in Surah Najm, ayah 31, he says, So he will requite those who do evil for their deeds, and he will, re he will reward those who do good with the best reward. And so Asadi says this verse is quoted as evidence for doing all kinds of good deeds, such as offering prayer when the time for it begins. So he's referring to the ayah that we are looking at today, right? In Baqarah. He says the verse that's quoted is like evidence for doing all kinds of good deeds. Such as offering prayer when the time for it begins. Because of the hastening. Hastening to do what is required of fasting. Hajj, Umrah, and, pray, and praying. And paying zakah. Sorry. And paying zakah. Offering sunnah acts of worship. And so on. He says how comprehensive. And beneficial this verse is Allahu Akbar so this is Asadi rahimahullah and he is um, telling us how comprehensive and beneficial this ayah that we selected for today is and we can see that I mean we've already almost like 20 minutes into it and I'm just barely touching the surface because there's so much like all these questions that I keep pulling you know for you to find your goals for you to find the direction Yes, your main direction and main goal has been laid out for you and for me. We are here to worship Allah. But alhamdulillah, what does it mean to worship Allah? Worship is, is a comprehensive term. It encompasses everything that is pleasing to Allah. And so in this case, Allah has blessed you and me with different skills and gifts. How are we using these gifts to worship Allah? And so how are we maximizing you know, our potential with, with the blessings Allah has given us? And, and so when you understand that on a deeper level, then you know that really uh, taking the time to ponder over that direction, over your goals, over, you know, the time that you spend and the, and the wealth that you spend, like really spending time doing that is a bad at the end of the day, right? It can definitely be worship. So going back to um, the ayah, um, so we've, we've already completed what Saadi said about it. I just wanted to uh, mention that um, where it says, wheresoever you may be, Allah will bring you together on the day of resurrection. Truly Allah is able to do all things. Um, this is something that, you know, makes me also ponder about the day of judgment and about what we're going through right now. Um, are we truly aware of the fact that Allah is over all things competent? 
how he's over all things able, how he has the power over all things, how he is in control over all things. And I, I think sometimes we feel helpless because we don't understand that. And Allah says, wheresoever you may be, it doesn't matter. Maybe you're in the US, maybe you're in Europe, maybe you're in Canada, maybe you are in Israel, maybe you're in Palestine, maybe you're in Africa somewhere, maybe you are in Asia, wherever you may be, Allah will bring you and me together on the day of resurrection. There is a day of judgment. So after letting us know that all of us have a goal, all of us have a direction that we're moving towards. Some of us are moving in the wrong direction. Some of us have goals that are, that are detrimental, that are um, destructive, that only lead to hellfire. And they are following these goals. They're adamant upon these goals. They're adamant upon destroying other people because that's part of their goals. They want to oppress and they want to um, and want to harm in the name of these goals, right? Pursuing their own goals. So Allah is telling us all of us have goals. But if you have the right goals, hurry up. Don't delay. Hurry up because you do not know when your death will come. You do not know. You, tomorrow is not guaranteed to you. Death is. We don't know when. But death is guaranteed. And when people die, when we see people dying and people being killed, it doesn't mean that those who kill them are not going to die. It doesn't mean that those who kill them are going to escape death. We are all going towards Allah. Allah, wherever we may be, He is going to bring us together on the day of resurrection. We are all ultimately going towards Allah. Some of us are going in the way of obedience. Some of us are going in the way of disobedience. But we are all going towards Allah. And the fact is, whether you die of a natural death or you are being killed, everyone is going to taste death. Whether you are the leader today or a nobody today in the, in the eyes of society, all of us are going to be on the ground at one point or another. The earth will welcome all of us. The earth does not discriminate. We will be under all of us, each one of us. And so that's also a direction that we're going towards. How are we preparing for that direction? How are we preparing for that day of resurrection? And the only one that is going to remain is Allah. The only one who is in control is Allah. So people can do whatever they want to do in this life. They are only either benefiting themselves or harming themselves. But they are not benefiting Allah and they are not harming Allah. And it's things like that, honestly, sisters, that keep me sane when I see a lot of injustice. It keeps me, it, it gives me peace. Because I know for a fact that Allah is in control. And I know that the innocent will never lose. The innocent will never lose. Let me say that again. The innocent will never lose. And this life is temporary. It is not the final destination. Remember, we are all facing a direction. This life, that's not it. This life is not the final destination. It's not the final stop. 
It's just transit. We're here transiting. Right? And I pray that we are transiting on our way to Jannah. May Allah make us among the people of Jannah. May Allah, may Allah make us among the women of Quran. May our goals be noble. May our goals lead us to Jannah and to the pleasure of Allah. Allahumma salli wa sallim ala bina Muhammad. Subhanaka lahumma bihamdik. Ashhadu an la ilaha illa ant. Astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk. Until next week, inshallah, for another juice, another ayah, other reflections, bi-idhnillah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين